Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Little Something Extra with me, Nancy Gianni, and my daughter, the Gigi of this Playhouse. Woo! And that required a hair flip. The mm-hmm. Gigi of Gigi's Playhouse. Well, <laughs> we are so excited to be here on The Little Something Extra. What is A Little Something Extra, Mommy? Your little something extra is your superpower. Mm-hmm. So it's not in the sense that you can fly or you have a cape and you leap from buildings, right? Mm-hmm. But it's that you inspire and you motivate people to do better and to be better. You inspire kindness and you invo- you motivate people to chase their dreams. What does that mean, mommy? Oh, well, Gigi, <laughs> your actions are your superpower. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Your yes. actions, the thing that you do are your superpower. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why? Because they motivate other people mm-hmm. to do things. It's really cool. And, and we all have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just have to find them. And that's what this show is all about. It's about reigniting your superpower. Like sometimes mm-hmm. my super bo- superpower cape slows down and the virus hits you or life hits you and you don't you're not feeling that motivated so it's about picking people back up and helping them find there's something extra that's what this is all about so what do you think your superpower is i am i'm doing my i'm doing the gg way the gg way what does that mean i i am good i'm good I'm a good singing. I'm a good dancer. Yeah. I was a dance class. Mm-hmm. I do hip hop production. I love to sing at the Cubs game. Oh, your superpower is that you sang the national anthem at the Cubs game. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, and you know why that is a superpower? <laughs> because you worked so hard to be able to do that. Right. And then you inspired people all around the world to know if you work hard for your dreams, you're going to make them come true. Right? right? So when we share our superpower, <laughs> it inspires other people's and the ripple effect occurs. <laughs> it's quite simple, actually. Your actions <laughs> inspire other people to be better. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. It's something so simple. That's what the ripple effect is. You doing something, somebody seeing it, they <laughs> do something, but it's always about doing something nice or being kind. You don't want to do something bad <laughs> and have a bad ripple effect. So... My Ripple Effect story of the week this week, do you know who this is about? Chris. Chris, yes! Crick Nickick. Like, this kid is amazing. Chris I, is a... I thought I was Chris for the sample. No, a different Chris. This I is know. Chris Nickick. He's a 21-year-old individual with Down syndrome from Florida who just completed his first Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. That means he... he First swam 2.4 miles, then biked 112 miles, and casually finished up with a 26.2-mile run. What What the? That is crazy. And guess what? He did this all in 16 hours. How long do you think he was training for that? Years. His strength and inspiration and motivation helped him accomplish a lifelong dream and showed other people that there are no limitations to what people with Down syndrome can do. Not only people with Down syndrome, but I think anybody. Because how many people can actually do an Ironman? Down syndrome or not. Down syndrome just made it 20 times harder. Ironman. Yes. Well, we're going to have to work for that one day. (laughs) Way to go, Chris. Low muscle tone and all. He did it. And he is inspiring people around the world to challenge themselves and reach for their dreams. What a great ripple effect. Speaking of the ripple effect, we have a guest today who is creating tidal waves across the world. And that booth. 
That's right, Amanda Booth. <laughs> Amanda Booth is an amazing actress and model. She's appeared on numerous TV shows, numerous men movies, numerous <laughs> magazine covers. She is everywhere, and she is killing it in the world. Her and her son have been uh, modeling Tommy Hilfiger, all different brands. They're looking into Gucci and anything else they can get their hands on because they're both so beautiful and they make such an incredible statement together. In a recent interview with People Magazine that ran during Down Syndrome Awareness Month, or as we like to say, Down Syndrome Acceptance Month, (laughs) because everybody should be accepting of everybody, Amanda shared that she talked to her agents about working with Micah to get him in the media to bring more acceptance to Down Syndrome. She said, it began my journey of advocacy through representation of differently abled people in media. Love that. We are so excited to meet Amanda. Mm -hmm. We also learned that they were on the cover of Vogue. Her and her son, Micah, were on the cover of Vogue. How Mm -hmm. awesome is that? She is killing it in the world, and here she is. We are so excited to bring her on a little something extra with Nancy and Gigi. And here we go. Welcome, Amanda. I'm as excited to be here. Yay. Emeka is so cute. I follow you on Instagram, and I look, you look awesome mom, ever. The most, you are so sweet. The most awesome mom ever, she is. Ever, except for your mom, though, second to your um, mom, though, right? You are so awesome. Yeah. You should have seen her last night looking at all your pictures, oh. asking about your husband. I, I mean, because the pictures were from when Micah was a baby, you know, till now. I mean, she was just so interested. I'm like, well... Don't don't ask me too many questions because we're going to learn it all tomorrow, which I, we're just so happy that you're here. You are just a total inspiration. So speaking of being an awesome mom, um, I remember when I first heard that Gigi had Down syndrome. I remember that the, the first okay. time that those words kind of came out of the out of the doctor's mouth. And, and I was reading your story last night and and. I just, I want to hear it directly from you. I don't want to talk about your story. I want you to tell us your story. So tell us, you know, from the beginning. Sure. I'll try not to take up the entire podcast. (laughs) That's okay, girl. Because surely I could. (laughs) You know, I was, um, I was 27 when I conceived Micah. And so when I delivered Micah, I was 28 and I wasn't in any sort of high risk category at that time. And so I was electing to do a home birth and the entire pregnancy went really well. I stayed really healthy and we got the inflatable pool and we were all ready to go. And about two weeks before my due date, um, things started you know, spiraling out of control. And so I ended up having to go in for an ultrasound and the doctors were like, oh, something is wrong here, but it doesn't look good. We just don't know what it is. And you know, those are words I think every expecting mother yearns to hear, yeah. right? No, it was, it was, it was pretty terrifying. And so I was just monitored for two weeks and they were like, we don't know what's going on because I didn't do any prenatal testing. It was something I didn't believe in. And so, um, you know, looking back, we would have had some clearer answers had I elected to do that. Um, but so we went to the hospital, which was where I did not want to be. And how I had to be emergency induced. And so I think the overall atmosphere in the hospital, just being there, 
they were treating me not well because they knew I didn't want to be in the hospital and was hoping for a home natural birth. Mm -hmm. And so I sort of had this like defensive shield up since the moment I arrived at the hospital. Um, I was fortunate that I was able to do a natural delivery aside from being induced. And then the doctor came in the room and the first words out of her mouth was, um, did you guys do genetic testing? We're like, no, we didn't. You know, we're on cloud nine, right? We have our baby where I've made it through the process right. of delivering a baby. I'm so excited. Um, and she just, you know, snark and says, well, he has down syndrome. And I was like, what? what? excuse me what was your yeah. name again who are you and so you know I was just like why why do you why do you think he has down syndrome and so she was like well he's, he has almond shaped eyes and his one ear was folded over and I was like okay you're probably wrong. me right a doctor I was like, you're probably wrong we're just gonna go home we're fine and so you know I didn't want to do any blood tests on him he was so small and so we did an EKG. He had a beautiful heart. Thank goodness. And so we went home and didn't care if he had Down syndrome or not. We definitely, I think we're in that denial phase where we were like, they're wrong. He's healthy. We're fine. And it wasn't until three months later, his pediatrician was like, you know, let's just do the blood test now. He's bigger. He's stronger. Let's just get our information. Um, it'd be a good time if in the event he does have Down syndrome, we would start doing therapies and things like that. And so up until the day the news was actually delivered, I think those whole four months, Mike and I were just going back and forth like, oh yeah, he kind of looks like it. And then the next day, oh, I don't no. think so. I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> so, I did the same like, thing. That was, you know, scientific evidence uh, <laughs> enough or not. <laughs> Um, and here we are. Unbelievable. And I know, I know exactly how you feel. Cause with me, it was only four days like that. We were waiting on the testing and they said, well, you know, we saw some soft markers and we didn't know. And, and I would literally, everyone's like, no, you know, we don't, we don't think she has it. And, and, and okay. then I'd like be looking at her and then I'd see it. And yes. then, you know what I mean? And then you're going, yeah. and then you almost wish it away. Like, like, oh, Oh no, it's gone. Okay, it's gone. Sure. It was, I'm just paranoid. I, she she doesn't have it. Like, and then you go back, and then and then when it came, yes, she definitely did have it. It was just that, really, that shock. I think it is that just pure shock. And you know, it's so interesting. You you know, you were 27 when you were pregnant. The average age to have a child with Down syndrome is 28, and people seem to think that it's only in older people. But so many of our moms are these young, amazing moms that are having these beautiful kids with Down syndrome. So I, I, I'm, you're really shining a light on something that I think a lot of people. It's a misconception that it that it. Oh, you're saying happens. I'm just typical, huh? Yeah. Like everyone else <laughs> shooting it at 28. There we go. <laughs> No, but I think you're right. What I read, yeah, the statistic was, you know, that more women more are women, having babies yes, in their 20s. Yes, exactly. So, you know, statistically. That's why it. It adds up. I know. So, yeah. yeah, but that, but it does, you know, seeing somebody like you really just brings, um, I, th I think it just brings just a whole new awareness to, to Down syndrome and to moms who are having their children in their 20s and they do have Down syndrome, that they're not alone. There's a lot right. of you out there. There really is. And and you're not alone in this. And I love that um, where you take 
it in social media. I love the awareness that you bring to it. And, oh, Gigi's looking at me because she's looking at me like, um, it's my turn to talk. It's okay. my turn. Sorry, yeah. you could do your question. Sorry. <laughs> Amanda, I have a question for you. Yes. I have that symptom like Micah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your dreams for him? My dreams. My goodness. Well. She goes deep, girl. She jumps right in and goes deep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, the, the main hope for Micah is that he can grow up in a world where he feels invited and welcomed and has friends and the job and just like a, you know, meaningful part of society, which I think is what every human hopes for. I just want and deserves to have that same access that we all have. If, you know, he gets a Gucci ad along the way or something, <laughs> that would be cool. But but the big picture, that's it. I just dream for him to um, feel happy and included in, in any and everything that he wants to do. I love that. Right? Right. And that's kind of like my dreams for you. Right. Tell mm-hmm. us how, you know, you talked about the Gucci thing, which Gigi and I are Gucci girls. We love our mm-hmm. Gucci. Um, <laughs> but tell us how you've been able to use your platform to advocate for awareness and, and just of people of all abilities. Yeah. I mean, I think initially, I don't even think I really knew what the word advocate was or meant. It definitely wasn't on my radar as far as like, this is why I'm showing up for this. I just had been, at that point, I was modeling for a decade and I hadn't realized the lack of inclusion and diversity in the media. I was just a person who was showing up for my job um, and thankful for every opportunity that I had. And then when Micah came around and I would show up at castings where there were other friends of mine who had their babies with them, I was like, why are you here with your baby? And I'm not here with mine. And then I realized because people weren't considering um, using people with different abilities in advertising. And when I would ask clients directly if, you know, they were using people with Down syndrome and they would say no, as if that was like... Yeah. this like shocking idea. I was like, well, okay, yes, you will. And I just started <laughs> bringing him and asking my agents. And um, I'm so fortunate that I had been in the arena for so long on my own that when I was sort of making these demands, they were heard. And then when we would do a job and it would go over so well, and he just loves the camera and he loves being in that situation, then that's sort of the real prerequisite for childhood modeling is just kids that like doing it. Right. And so then we would get called back for other jobs by, by people we'd worked for before. Um, and it sort of just took off on its own. And that's just our way that we keep showing up. And, and I think once we realized the actual impact where people, other families were seeing our ads and sending them to us or their friends were like, Hey, did you see, you know, Micah in, in this old Navy ad? And then they forward it to us. And then it's that, you know, that, that snowball effect of how something that just feels like this is my job and this is part of my life, like how big it actually is and how changing perceptions. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, it's huge. I mean, and I remember when Gigi was little, 
I mm-hmm. so wanted to do that, but I wasn't in that. Like, that was my thing, too. Like, I need to get – these kids need to be respected. They need to be where every other kid is going to be. Like, like I wanted to do that, but I didn't have that platform. You know, I was able to do – you know, to open up Down Syndrome Achievement Center. Like, what I did yep. was was where my kind of platform was at. And I yes. love that you are taking, like, my dream from 18 years ago when she was born. Like, oh. I, I, did a, I did a Down Syndrome Awareness Calendar. I'm like, I just want to show people the beauty and, like, and the yes. potential. And I was hoping, like, some ads would come from some of that. So you're yeah. you're like living what I wanted to do so bad 18 years ago, and I, I'm so beyond proud of you, like for stepping up and fighting for not just Micah, but for every person of every ability. Like it's so awesome that you are using your platform for change. You know, you could be out there just, you know, being a supermodel, but instead you're saying, I am going to step in. I'm going to lean in with Micah, and we're going to change the world. And I, I love that you're doing that, and I love like. The way that well, you really, I have to cut you off because I really appreciate you saying that, but I really need you to hear me and understand that it would only be possible if it weren't for moms like you and the generation that came before us making the real change oh, you're um, awesome. and having these centers and places where families could go and felt like they belonged. And now that everyone feels like they belong and they belong in the classroom and um, these like basic necessities of human beings, uh, I get to take it to that level and I get to demand well, that and, my son be but you're in and doing out. It. And that's the reason why. Well, thank I you. Get. I'm blessed that that we're we're blessed that you're doing it, girl, because you you know it's a different world now. Social media, where yeah. you can take it to where I could have taken it 18 years. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, here's a calendar on the wall, like Lamo. It wasn't even there wasn't social media back then. There wasn't platforms. So I, it's so cool what you could do. And he's so damn cute. I can't even stand it. <laughs> and the fact that he just steps up in there, I mean, I mean, I it's it's just amazing to me. Um, and and the fact that you just stepped out of you know stepped into motherhood, stepped into instant you know disability, and then mm-hmm. just took that and ran. I just think it's it's really cool, and you're really showing a to- a whole new generation. Um, you're really showing the beauty and potential of our kids because they're here for a purpose to teach and to love and to show the world how awesome mm-hmm. it is and how awesome they make it. You know what I mean? So yeah. thank you so much for doing that. And I know Gigi's staring at me because I cut her off again. Okay. But, <laughs> but I just, I really wanted to just talk to you. When you said Gucci, I'm like, get it on Gucci. We need, yes. yeah, I love that. All right, Gigi, you can finish your question. Sorry. Thank you. What do you think is your superpower? Yeah, you know, I, I think about this a lot because, um, I would say my superpower is patience. Um, and, uh, I work, I'm working on harvesting even more of it because I feel like it's going to take me really far in life. Right. Girl, I'm the same way. I remember like, I, I think God gave Gigi to me to teach me patience. I had none. And I mean, zero. And I still rarely have any this poor girl like that's why I think she does so well because I'm I have zero patience so it's like get your seatbelt on never mind your fine motor skills you can do it like no matter what we life's moving man and we're not going to miss a beat and she's just had to keep going so just I'm I'm grateful for that but again she teaches me every day to see things I wouldn't have slowed down to see you know, yes. that patience is, is just such a blessing, something that we take for granted because there's so many other mm-hmm. things going on in life. And yeah. and having to wait because things might take a little bit longer has been the biggest yeah. gift I think that she's really ever given me. 
I couldn't agree so more. So that was that was a good question. Okay, go ahead, Jita. Sorry. What are you most proud of in your life? Hmm. What am I most proud of in my life? I'm. I mean, I'm most proud of all of the all of the work that we're doing that I share with Micah because he is my pride, right? I think as a mom, your children are your heart and your soul and and everything you've done is this reflection in your child. And so that, I guess I can only take some credit for because <laughs> and, and he's, he's with me. And, and the thing is, you know, he's nonverbal. And so I have to often speak for him and I can just tell um, in his actions, since this is his language, is his presence and his eye contact and that. how this warmth and this presence that he has in a room is his language. And I think he feels proud too. And that we're doing this together is just, you know, there's so much more gravity in everything that we do because we're doing it together. So and I'm can- most proud of Micah and I would say ultimately if it's just to boil down like something fun and specific Mm -hmm. uh, the cover we were on for Vogue magazine because he's the first person with Down syndrome on the cover of Vogue and I think that's so awesome yeah I think that that is pretty darn special no that's huge and amazing and it really goes around with your first part because it's the way he looks at you you know it's that communication that you have that you've got his back and he's got your back forever. And that's just something you can see when you guys are together. Like, I loved seeing that in your pictures. Like, just your love and your joy and your, you know, you you know him. He knows you. He trusts you. And that's why he's able to do the incredible things that he does because he doesn't have that fear because he knows you have him and he has you. Who do you admire? Well, first of all, I admire you and how eloquently you're speaking on this podcast and the awareness that you're doing, because I think what's really important is self-advocacy. And, you know, as parents, Mm -hmm. there's only so much we can do for hoping for things for our children, but you know, that I hope my kid can grow up and being as independent as you are is Mm -hmm. the biggest inspiration of all. So thank Mm -hmm. you for showing me that it is possible. And for your mom, for showing me that maybe I can do less and then Micah will show up and do more and be more like you when he's older. So Uh that you, number one, number two, uh, I've always been really inspired by my grandma. My grandma worked um, 12 hour shifts in a factory my entire life, um, a candy factory, which is why I have an affinity for sweets. Um, (laughs) I love sweets. My adulthood. But she never complained about anything. She just, she went to work. She provided for her family, made sure everyone had everything that they needed. And I really aspire to always bring that attitude into everything that I do. And I think it also helped with the diagnosis early on. There wasn't this, there wasn't as much of these moments of, you know, the woe is me and what is going to happen. It was just like, this is life and you show up and you take life day by day and you, you get through whatever it throws at you. And I think that I 
try really hard to embody um, her spirit in everything that I do. So I've always been really inspired by my grandma. That is mm-hmm. so awesome and so important. I mean, that's we were talking about this earlier is like how our kids watch us, our grandkids watch us. Everything we do, people are watching, whether it's kids, grandkids, neighbors, strangers. People are watching our actions, you know? It's really important for everybody to step up. I love that about your grandma. That's awesome. Okay, go ahead, Jeech. What is the biggest fear for your family? Well, my biggest fear for Micah would be that, you know, we don't figure out a way to have him effectively communicate. Um, Mm. I think that, you know, language is the number one connector for, you know, human interaction. And if our biggest goal for him is to be a part of the community, I think that that's going to be a really important part of it. And although dad and I know Micah backwards and forwards, uh, you know, that's not the case for for everybody. Mm. And so my biggest fear would be that we wouldn't crack that nut. Yes. I guarantee you guys will. You I feel guys pretty will. close. Yes. You guys are Honestly. you're probably closer than you even realize. I and think I, so. And I, I, yeah. I, I do think that a big um, revelation will come from doing less because we know him so well. I really think you're onto something there. We know him so well and he's so smart. Yes. That he takes advantage of that. He's like, <laughs> I can point to the refrigerator and, and you're I gonna know open he'll it. deliver me a popsicle. <laughs> That's totally. all I'm gonna do. And I really think totally I think he's just so yeah, he's so smart that he's actually like figured us out. Yeah. And he's like easy can I make this for yes me? right and yeah. if I have to do that they're gonna dote on me even more like yeah. he knows he's got you 24 7 and he likes Wrap that for yes sure. yeah. totally yeah. yeah but he yes eventually once we all catch on to their little manipulations and their games we definitely yeah. um we definitely yeah, start you to said turn he was cute he knows it oh he's of like, course he I'm does he's so adorbs cute. he can't even please yeah I can't he's even. Like, I can get away with whatever I want. That's his thing now. He gives you a kiss. Oh. He's like, if, if I like try to press him and I wait and I'm like, okay, I know you want a popsicle. Yeah. You have to say, pop, I know you can say those words. He'll just look me straight in the eyes okay. and go and kiss me. <laughs> Here. Done. Here's Yours. your popsicle. You want seven of them? You can have more. <laughs> How many do you want? Only one. <laughs> only one, right? Yeah, only one. I wish. We're working for it. Oh my gosh. I... Love it. That, and it's so true. I, you know, one of the things I tell every parent, I'm so blessed that I get to meet so many amazing parents and, and usually right at the beginning. And, and one of the things I tell everybody, and, and I had to teach myself this, is the harder we are on our kids, the stronger they're going to be. The harder we are, the stronger they're going to be. So everything. So, you know, like when we have parents who, you know, the low tone is tough for them to, you know, sometimes they don't breastfeed. So then they're doing the bottle feeding and then they put extra holes in there. Well, that just means they don't have to work those muscles that are going to allow them to be able to eat and talk later. Like we enable them. So that's just one thing is the strong, the harder we are on them, the stronger they're going to be. I say that to every parent because it's so true. And we're all guilty of wanting to make our kids' lives easier because who doesn't? First of all, we go, holy, don't don't they have enough strikes against them? Like their muscles don't work the same as everybody else. You know what I mean? They they have to work harder than anybody else in this world to do what comes naturally to all of us. 
So why can't I help them out a little bit? So that, you know what I mean? I so, so, so that's what we do. And that's mm-hmm. what our grandparents, you know, their grandparents do. And that's what everybody around them does. And that's mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, but that, that's when that enabling comes in. And, and I'm, I'm a huge enabler of all my kids. Like my son, Franco, I peeled his hot dogs and his grapes till he was four. And I actually sometimes still peel grapes. And I'm not kidding. Like, it's he's 24. (laughs) I was a freak. So I was very lucky that that Jeej was my youngest and not my oldest. Because I I wasn't the youngest. Yeah, you were the youngest. And you're lucky. I was a bit older. You wish you were the older one? Yes. No, because you would be a nightmare. So it was perfect because he had, you know, she had the siblings telling, nope, we're not waiting for you. She had, she, that was it. And that was a, that was a big piece. I, I mean, I, so much of who she is, it's also based on them, you know, and what the expectations they had. They never saw any difference in it. Like, nope, let's go. Like, whatever it was, she had no choice. How many siblings do you have? Uh, I have, let's see, have one brother and two sisters Yep. and one dog. (laughs) That's the other sibling, you know. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We have two dogs, and I, I hoped for another sibling for Micah, but that didn't work out for us. Um, and, and now I think he's like, okay, fine. I'll, Jack will be my brother. And we have this <laughs> That's 13 awesome. year old pug who just oh, wants to They got a pug sleep. too. Aww. And he doesn't want Micah, he doesn't want a brother. <laughs> I think Micah's like, I see that you only want to sleep. So now I'm going to show you that that doesn't work for me. And <laughs> he chases him around the house <laughs> and then tries to wrestle him. We have also a pit bull and she's, she's also older. She's 11. And Kind of the same thing where she just sort of sleeps all day. And so now Mike is like, okay, fine. If I can't chase the little one, maybe I'll move on to the, the bigger big one. one. And he just like lays on top of her. And she just turns around and looks at him like, child, you're the same size as me. This right. crushing my lungs. I need to breathe. And so he's, yeah, he's finally growing into like, the curiosity it. of other beings. Yes. And so I wish he had a sibling um, to play with. But for now, the dog's. The dogs will the do. The dogs will do. Yep. And he's got mommy and daddy. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm just a human jungle gym. And maybe that's my other superpower is just like, um, you know, my biceps, like tossing around <laughs> a 50-pound toddler all day. Right. Um, maybe it's not my superpower now. It certainly will be it at will some be. point yes. because he's only growing and hopefully my shoulders keep up with that. <laughs> So tell me about the People Magazine thing. That was so awesome. I mean, we get one month out of, you know, it, October is Down Syndrome Acceptance, Down Syndrome Awareness Month, but it's also Breast Cancer Awareness. It's also a million other things and so hard for us to bring awareness and acceptance to Down Syndrome. So I, it was really cool that you were in People. So could you tell me about that? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the be- like the most interesting part to me is that, you know, when we're in People Magazine, it's such a... Um, relatable, universal, um, exciting platform. And the amount of people who saw the article and who were excited by it, um, you know, because they just get this magazine in the mail every month and then to, you know, open it to a surprise of a familiar face uh, or a face of someone who has Down syndrome is so exciting. And then when we're in, you know, fashion editorial magazines or these ads, people don't care. They don't see it. They don't recognize it. And it's not exciting for them. And I was like, wait, but what about the that yeah. time we were on this like billboard? They're like, what? I, people so- Magazine. Everyone's so right. <laughs> excited by People Magazine. And so, you know, realizing that importance of, um, you know, getting to be included in a part of um, 
this publication that is so well known and mm-hmm. people are it's like you know when when people really subscribe to something on that daily basis uh it's so much more important to make sure that that those articles where they're sharing all sorts of stories include the ones that look like yours of course um, and so it's always exciting and um that was cool. When- <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. And like, I just have to thank you for representing in, in a month that it's really hard to get representation. It's it's crazy to me that largest chromosomal disability in the country, least funded, so many reasons we need to be fighting for our kids and we you know can't get that platform. So the fact that you're getting it, girl, killing it, so proud of you. So I, I cannot wait to meet Micah. I'm going to meet him as soon as travel is allowed again and people are moving. There's so many things I want to do and so many things she wants to do. She misses. We go to every opening. She speaks at every opening. And she loves the babies. She loves everything about. And Pop-Tarts. And she loves when we travel, we eat Pop-Tarts. Why do you give all of our secrets out when we're here? We, we really are healthier than that. But, but like when we travel, Pop-Tarts is our we thing. We I know, but you don't have to tell yeah, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, I, listen, my major goal in life is to make more people be vulnerable and honest on all platforms <laughs> right? in social media because I think that's what we're lacking. And mm-hmm. I think that's why people feel so um, separated from humanity is because of these filters that we put up. And yeah. I am so thankful you brought up that you guys eat Pop-Tarts on road trips because so do we. Oh, I Any love it. opportunity to eat a dang Pop-Tart. And also yeah. you just need a little sugar to get through traveling. Totally. Yes, um, Yeah. As so, soon as we post a, pop, a Pop-Tart on social media, everyone's like, oh, where are you guys going? It's the first thing picture. they say because yeah. we take a picture with our Pop-Tarts. But perfect. You, I love our thing. that. If you had only one message to the world, what will it be? One message to the world. Okay, my 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 one message would be a run-on sentence for sure. <laughs> a lot to fit in there. <laughs> my message would be to Okay, so let's see. I think that the most beautiful parts of life come when we slow down and when we connect with people we love and we open our eyes to the curiosity of worlds where people live differently than we do and to remember how important it is to open up your hearts to difference and connecting with people and to not be afraid that when something seems hard to just show up and walk through that door and there's so much beauty on the other side of working through a little adversity and to show up and do that that was the best run-on sentence i've ever heard that was awesome no that was really awesome and so true i love every single piece of it and it doesn't need any punctuation except for an explanation point at the end right that's how i see that was bam that was a drop the mic moment and i loved it how awesome that we have amanda here with us Mm -hmm. today and really showing us out of you know, out of a diagnosis came so much action and so much love and so much fierceness. Like, I love every single part of what she's doing. So, speaking of overcoming, Gigi, 
Do you have any tips for our listeners? Did you say tips? I did say tips. Tips! There it is. Okay. Give us your tips. Amanda is a model and actress, and I, I want to be a model, so I'll give you some makeup and healthy tips. You have to drink a lot of water. You need to we're not... You, you do not wear, many, wear a lot of makeup. Eyebrows are very in right now. Take care of yourself from inside. Eat right and exercise and be happy. Woo! Those are the Gigi tips for the day based on... The, the Gigi way. Uh, it's the Gigi way. That's and tips, too. That's her thing. Her, her Gigi way and tips. She was a... <laughs> Oh, my God. Every time we say the word, no matter where we are, it comes out that way. So she was an actress, or she was a waitress in a play, and she worked for Betty that, Lou. Her name was Betty Lou, and she worked for that. Wo- no, I didn't say it. So, <laughs> I didn't say it. No matter where we are, it comes out. Okay, thank you, Amanda. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for living a Generation G life. Generation G is a conscious decision to be better every single day. Be generous, be kind, be accepting. You are living that. You are sending that message of acceptance to the world. That is our mission in life to do that. I mean, our our mission is to change the way the world sees Down Syndrome and send a global message of acceptance for all. And, girl, that is exactly what you're doing. And I'm, I'm so so proud of you. I'm so honored. I love that you've got that you've got that touch and you know how to do it and you do it with Micah and I can't wait to see where he's going to go and what he's going to grow into and what you're going to grow into because you are amazing. So thank you so much. I, I honestly feel so blessed and honored and thank you for being on what? On what show? The Something Extra. Woo! The little something extra. Girl, you shared it, and you're killing it, and you're sharing it with the world, and that's that's the best thing we can ask for. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. You were awesome. You are obviously Gigi's role model. You're a role model of so many people. Mm-hmm. So thank you, girl. We love you, and we're going to be following you. We want everybody else to follow you. And mwah! Love you, sister. Mwah. Yay!